So good evening, good evening, good evening. I want to welcome you to the Holistic Life Podcast. I am your host, Shelby Frederick, also known as Lady Jules. Today is Tuesday, November 19th, 2019, and we are broadcasting live from Columbus, Ohio. I am excited to be with you all on this evening and for us just to have a discussion um, about square peg round hole syndrome about the square peg round hole syndrome and the question that we want to talk about on tonight is am I compromising my purpose am I compromising my purpose And so I know you're probably wondering, what does this have to do with anything? But I literally have seen this picture before. Um, It really has been um, kind of like a um, a symbolism of some things that I have experienced about being a square peg and trying to fit into a round hole. And we know, as we can see from the picture here, that that just really does not work. Um, It just doesn't work. And God has created each and every single one of us with a purpose. And inside of that purpose, he has created and called uh, for us uh, to to do what um, he has called us to be, uh, to do, uh, to be our unique, um, authentic selves. And so I'm excited to um, just to kind of actually I'm going to be sharing a prophetic word um, that the Lord gave me actually back in August on August the 1st. um, This was a word that the Lord gave me and he decided that today would be the day that I would be released to um, to share it with you all. So we have all heard. Uh, this term and heard the phrase um, that they were a square peg in a round hole. And, you know, what does that really mean? What does that really mean? Um, Could I be a victim of being a square peg uh, trying to fit in a round hole? And if so, then how do I get out? How, How do I get out of this compromising situation. So I want to um, just give you a a little bit of background um, about this phrase. And so um, this phrase basically means a misfit. And it is especially a person who is unsuited for a position or activity. For example, you may hear someone say, um, Ruth doesn't have the finesse for this job. She's a round peg Um, in a square hole or a square peg in a round hole. And basically what this is, is it is an idiom with its graphic image of something that cannot fit. And it actually dates back to about the 1800s. So even back in the 1800s, we know that we're in the the, uh, uh, 21st century. So even back in the 1800s, um, people were... Uh, having this issue of being a square peg um, in a round hole. Um, people were having the issue of uh, misidentification, 
of um, of being a misfit, you know, not fitting in. And so this is not new um, to society and it's not new in our church culture. And that's what I want to talk about on tonight is really take a look at church culture. Now, we know that everyone was born with a purpose to fulfill, each and every single um, person. So when we look at the original intent of Adam, um, the first man, God gave them a mandate, which is an official order or a commissioning to fulfill. And we find that in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. So in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, it says that, And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So this is a mandate. Um, From the very beginning of time, man has been commissioned with an assignment. From the beginning of time, man has been commissioned with a purpose and to fulfill the purpose that God has had has for their life. So wrapped inside of this purpose is what you were actually created for. You were given it before you were in your mother's womb. Yet, what happens when we come into a culture that says that you have to lay down your purpose to fulfill another man's vision? And I know that this is something that we don't like to talk about. I know that this is something um, that may even ruffle some feathers on tonight. But it's time that we really take a look at this. You see, what happens uh, when identity is not established in one's life? If you were one of the ones that listened to the Soul Construction series that I finished up a couple weeks ago, we began to specifically um, talk about your IPPS, and that stands for your identity, your position, your purpose, and your significance. And so when you don't have your identity established in your life, you become easily labeled as a misfit. You become easily um, drawn into places in which you just don't fit. You become a square peg with a round hole or in the round hole, round hole syndrome. And so identity was the first thing that was given to man. We were created in the image and in the likeness of God. And before we were in our mother's womb, again, he knew us. And so this includes that God knowing all of our um, hangups, all of our failures, all of our successes. So again, I must ask, are you compromising your purpose or is church culture forcing your identity to fit in a place, my God, it was never created for? I have to say that again. I have to say it again. Is or are you compromising your purpose? Or is church culture forcing your identity to fit in a place it was never created for? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Hold on one second here. And no, you know, these are the discussions that we really don't like to um, um, have, but it's in this day and time, uh, we must talk about it.
We must talk about it. So, when we take a look at being, um, um, looking at this picture, and I'm actually going to make this, um, I think, full screen. I can make it full screen here. So, when we take a look at this uh, square peg in the round hole uh, syndrome, uh, what is it that you see here? What is it that you see? You see this hammer, or it could be a mallet. You see this clearly that this is a um, that this is a square um, peg, and that this is a, a round hole. And how, after being hammered um, into uh, this hole. You can see that there are splinters here. There are splinters all around. And so when you take a look at this and you see how the there are pieces of the square peg that has been splintered away from its original design. It has been stripped away by force. It has been stripped away by the, the, the forcing of uh, something that is square into something that is round. And this is exactly what happens to us when we force what doesn't fit. I have to say it again. This is a depiction of what happens to us when we try to force what doesn't fit. We become broken not by or for the master's use, but for the use of another. Let me say that again. When we find ourselves caught in the trap of the square peg round hole syndrome, we find ourselves not being broken for or by the master's use, but for the use of another. So many people go from place to place looking for where they fit, looking for where they belong, when in reality, if you know your identity, you should be really seeking the face of the Father. Or if you don't know your identity, if you don't have an understanding of what your IPPS is, your first uh, place of, uh, of seeking really should be in the face of the Father for your identity. And once you come into your identity, then it's going to be easy for you to find your assigned place because every one of us has an assigned place. When we don't find ourselves in this assigned place, we compromise our purpose just to fit in. We compromise all that God has created for us to do and, and to be, to try to look and to feel and, to, and to, uh, to, to express ourselves in a way and in a manner that he did not create for us to be. So we find ourselves splintered off. We find ourselves um, uh, broken, uh, uh, shattered um, pieces of us uh, that are stripped away from our original identity, from our original design, all because we tried to fit in and we did not know who we were. So there is an assigned place. And let me tell you something. You will know when you find it. You will know when you have uh, connected to that place that God has called you to be. You won't have to compromise anything about who you are. You won't have to compromise anything to try to fit in with a crowd that really does not have the capacity to even 
to even accept you or even to place you into any type of position. And when I talk or when I say that, don't get it twisted. Don't miss construe what it is that I'm saying because each of us has a specific design that we were created for so it does not take away from anything that anyone else is doing it does not take away from from anyone else's um, vision that they have all it says is that there is a diversity you know a part of a deepak we've been talking about kaleidoscope and we have been talking about prisms and so there is a certain angle in which we all fit. And so it's it's all about diversity. And we should really stop penalizing and, and criticizing and, and downing people when we just get to a place where we decide, guess what? It's not my fit. Guess what? It's okay. It's okay if something is not your fit. But God wants people to be free because what I have come to find, and I find this through um, through counseling, I find this through um, through mentoring and through coaching people, that people are stuck in places uh, because they don't understand their identity. They are trying to to walk out and walk in their purpose and not understanding that everything that they need, that there is nothing that they need to change about the inside of the very core and the very essence of who God has called and created them to be. So I want to go ahead and shift into this word and just take a look at the scripture. If you turn with me to Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, and we're going to be looking at verses 29 through 39. Romans chapter 8, verses 29 through 39. And again, this is a word that came um, to me um, out of prayer on August the 1st, 2019. And this was a morning that I was uh, leading prayer uh, for our prayer group, Warrior Warriors. And uh, our August prayer focus for that for the month of August was God's prepared grace. And initially I was led to Romans chapter 8, just verses 29 through 30. And I'm going to go ahead and to read that. And it says, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. And so after I began to pray out these two particular passages, I then went on to read the rest of the chapter, and it was at that point that the Lord began to speak. So let me read verses, I'll pick up at verse 31 through 39. And it says, what shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, 
or nakedness or peril or sword. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers nor things present, nor things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I just read to you Romans chapter 8 verses 31. I actually started verse 29 through 39. So as I began to finish the prayer and to make declarations, the Lord began to highlight, I am persuaded. You see, when you are persuaded about your purpose, when you are persuaded about your identity, there is nothing that will cause you to be able to compromise your purpose. When you become fully persuaded in what God has said and what he has spoken about you and who he has called you to be, what he has called you to do, who he has called you to connect with in order to, to go forth and to do the work of the, in the kingdom, you become fully persuaded. So at this point, the Lord began to speak and I began to write what the Lord began to say. And I'm going to read you the word on this, on this, uh, at this moment. So the word of the Lord, and the Lord would say that there are many in my body that I, the Lord, am calling to do a new thing in the earth. And you are struggling with the decision to go forth because it does not look like traditional ministry. Many of you have shared your dreams and visions with those who don't have the capacity to see what I, the Lord, have called you to do. And because of this, many have been in forced rebellion as my own body has laid an accusation against me by not accepting who and what I have called to come forth. So today is a new day that only comes by repentance. So I say to my body, repent for not seeing the diversity that I, the Lord, have created. I say to my leaders, repent for forcing my sons into rebellion because you did not truly seek my face on their behalf and see what I have called them to do. I say to those with rebellion in their hearts, repent and come back into alignment so that I may heal you, deliver you, and release you with purity and without offense. As repentance takes place in the body, both corporately and individually, you shall see a greater manifestation of my glory in the earth, as now the sons of God can arise without spot or wrinkle. To those that are in this place of wondering and wandering, I encourage you today through my word to be persuaded with what I have spoken to you in secret. Be persuaded that I have known you before the foundation of the world. Be persuaded that I have decided, ordained, and appointed you to this work. Be persuaded that you are indeed my son, created in our image and likeness, and have been equipped for the 
task. Be persuaded that I am calling you again to say yes. Be persuaded that I have justified you and made you righteous and your past is the past. Be persuaded that I have imparted my glory in you that you may know that you are mine. Be persuaded that I, the Lord, have gone before you and nothing can stand against you. Be persuaded that I am downloading the blueprint into your spirit and you shall execute with wisdom and tenacity. Come into agreement, says the Lord. And when you say yes, this time I will follow you into your ministry and into your destiny. I am drawing you out of religious constraints and into the fluidity of my kingdom. You will build through prepared grace in the prepared place I have established for you. I, the Lord, will lead you forth into the future and beyond. For what I have placed inside of you to release is not only for now, but for the 22nd century and beyond. So hear my voice, my son. Hear my voice, my daughter. For I, the Lord, have spoken. This is a... A word that God really wants us to be fully persuaded about our purpose, about what He has called us to do. He wants to address the square peg, round hole syndrome that has embedded itself inside of church culture that makes people feel like that they all have to look like they are clones of one another. God never called for us to be clones. We were created in the image and in the likeness of them. Who is them? In the likeness of the Father and in the likeness of the Son. So anytime we feel that we have to compromise who we are to fit and to force ourselves into as a as into a, a, a round hole when we are a square peg, that is not God. It is at that point that we really have to take a look at ourselves internally and, and reconnect with the Father and allow Him to um, speak to us, um, allow Him to minister um, to us as we minister to Him. We are never to compromise our purpose to fit in with anybody else. The Word clearly says it here in what I have read to you in Romans chapter 8. Are you persuaded today to not compromise? Are you okay with feeling like or being labeled as a misfit inside of cultures that aren't willing to receive you as you are? This is what the Lord is saying and this is what he really wants his people to know. I want to kind of end um, our podcast on tonight by taking a look at Matthew 25. We all know the story of the parable of the talents. We know the parable of the talents. And uh, Matthew 25 chapter, or excuse me, verse uh, starting at verse 14. We know that this is about a man that was going on a journey. And he called his servants and he entrusted them to his property. And he gave one five talents, another two, and to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. 
he who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them and he made five talents, five talents more, excuse me. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here, I made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And also he who had the two talents came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here, I have made two talents more. His master said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He who also had received the one talent came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But the master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scatter no seed? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. Now, how do we connect the two? How do we connect the two? We are talking tonight and asking you the question, Am I compromising my purpose? Which servant are you like? Are you like the one that had five talents and you've gone on and you've multiplied to receive five more talents? Are you the one that had two talents and you multiplied and you received two more? Or are you like the one that had one talent and you buried it? Hmm. You see, the one that had the one talent reminds me of a lot of people that are stuck in the church culture of religion. You have a purpose God has given to you. You have a talent that God has given to you. But because you are in a place that tries to place you as a square peg in a round hole, you bury your talent, not doing anything with it, not multiplying it, not investing it. It's just sitting there, buried, not doing what it was actually created to do. This is what we often see. This is what we often see. It is quite possible, and and, and I know that it's possible because I'm doing it. It is possible to serve another man's vision while in tandem and in sync And at the same time, doing what God has called you to do. But it requires for you to be in the right environment. 
it requires for you to be in an environment that will receive and that can receive your square peg. Square pegs will never ever fit into a round hole unless it is forced into the round hole. So which one are you? Which one are you? Are you the man that had the five? Are you the man that had the two? Are you the man that has the one and that is sitting inside of the pews, inside of the four walls of a church building and compromising your purpose day in, day out, week after week? Let me tell you what happens when you are in an environment where you have been, you know, you have purpose inside of you and you're not able to execute your purpose. You're not able to release your purpose. Everyone becomes frustrated. You as the person becomes frustrated because you know that there is something that God has called you to do, but either space has not been made for you to do it or it's kind of just discounted as not being important. Are you just kind of seen as being a misfit? Then you have it from the leader's perspective. You have people that you see gifts and talents, but are you empowering them to um, connect their purpose to your vision? Are you making space? Are you making room for those that are, are, are a part of your assembly? Those that are your sons and daughters, however you call it, those that are your members. Some people call it members. Are you creating space and opportunity for them to display um, and to, to, uh, to, to fulfill their purpose inside of the ministry. There should never be a lack of, of, of anything inside of any ministry when everyone that is sent there and that is sitting there has a purpose inside of them. It becomes very important for us to, to really begin to tap into the purpose of the person and to begin to disciple them in the things of God and to find out where they connect and where they fit. We should never, ever, ever, and I'm gonna pull this, this, I'm gonna pull this back up. We should never, ever, ever hammer and try to fit square pegs into round holes. It leaves people broken. It leaves people shattered. It leaves their lives splintered and fragmented. And really, when you think about it, this is what, what, you know, I know some people have a problem with the whole church hurt thing, but you know what? Unless you have experienced it, and thank God I've overcome it. If you've never had the opera, if you've never experienced it, don't discount another person's journey. Because at the end of the day, this is what, we have done to the body. We have caused people to try to fit in places where it's not just, it wasn't ordained. They weren't built that way. They weren't constructed that way. And so God is in the this season and in this hour where he is really causing people to take a look at what you are doing. Am I compromising my purpose? Am I doing what God has called me to do? Am I in a, an environment that allows me to function and, and to flow freely in who God has called me and created me to be? These are questions that you have to ask yourself. 
And these are also questions that you have to spend time with the father. If he may say, you know what? This may not be the right place for you. This may not be the right environment for you. But I promise there is a place. There is a place for each and every single one of us. And it becomes our responsibility. Our purpose is our responsibility. It is not up to anyone else. No one else can fulfill your purpose for you. Don't be like the man that had the one talent and buried it because of a lack of ignorance, because of lack of not knowing what he was supposed to do with it, because of uh, not understanding what he was supposed to do with it. Don't, don't be, my God, I really hope that this is, is, is helping someone on today. I really, really do, because I know what it's like to be that square peg. I have the scars to show it, but I also have the wounds to prove the healing and the wholeness that I now walk in. And it wasn't easy to get to this place, but it really, I really had to go back to the heart of the father. I had to go back to my vertical relationship with him. Once I got the vertical right, it made it easy within my horizontal relationships. So I pray that this was a blessing to you. I pray that this would inspire you to spend some time with the Father. If you feel like that you are are compromising and you're not fully walking into who God has called you to be, have the conversation with the Father. And then have a conversation with those and where you are serving. It does everybody an injustice when people are not walking out their purpose in life. It does everybody an injustice to those that we are called to evangelize and to witness to every time we compromise for church culture that does not line up with kingdom culture and what God has said in this word. So that's what I have to share with you on tonight. You know, we're going to deal with with some of these issues as God brings them up. You know, there there are a lot of things that people don't want to talk about, but we're not afraid to discuss them. We're not afraid to bring them to the light because at the end of the day, people are hurting and people are in need of a healing. And God forbid if we be the contributors of forcing people to fit in places in which does not serve their purpose. So I encourage you today. Ask yourself the hard question. Take it to the Father and allow Him to lead you and to guide you through the process. No more compromise. No more compromise. It's time for us to rise up um, in our identity. Rise up in our position. Rise up in our purpose. And rise up and to walk out our significance in the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm just going to just seal this time in prayer. Hallelujah. Father, we just bless you and we thank you. We honor you, oh God, just for your goodness, for your mercy, for your loving kindness toward us. Father God, I pray, Lord, that if um, as this word has gone out, Lord, and as the prophetic release has gone out, Father God, that we are fully persuaded about our purpose, that we are fully persuaded, Father God, on, on, on what you have already prepared for us, Father, before the foundations of the world, before, Father God, we were a seed inside of our mother's belly, O oh God. You have predestinated us, Father God, and called us forth, Father, to be your hands and your feet, your eyes, your ears, and your mouthpiece in the earth, O oh God. That we, Father God, are the point of contact for heaven, O oh God, and we want to find ourselves 
Father, doing what you have called us to do. And so, Father, if anyone finds themselves in this situation, Father God, where they feel like a misfit, where they feel like the square peg that has been forced, Father God, into a round hole, oh God, I pray, Father God, for their healing. I pray, Father God, for their deliverance, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, Father God, oh, that you would raise them up, Father God, from out of that state, oh God, and that they would find themselves, Lord, back on the potter's wheel, oh God, Lord, and allow you, Father God, to heal them. Allow them, Father God, Father God, allow you, Father, to, to reshape and to remold them, oh God, because purpose never dies. No matter what happens to us, Father, our purpose never dies. No matter what we go through in life, our purpose never dies. And you have an expectation, Father, for each and every single person, Father, to carry out and to fulfill that commission, Father God, that you have called us forth to do, oh God. Hallelujah. Back in Genesis 1, 28, oh God. And so, Father God, we make our declaration today, oh God, that we are your people that will be fruitful, that we will multiply, that we will replenish, that we will sub subdue, and that we will have um, dominion, hallelujah, in the areas in which you have called us to be, oh God. And we bless you and we honor you, oh God. We give your name all of the glory. We give you all of the honor and we give you all of the praise. In Jesus' name I do pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, I want to say God bless you all. I pray that you have a great, great rest of your evening. And we shall see you back on the airways on next Tuesday at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. God bless you all. Good night. Bye-bye.